All right. Good morning, BBCC. How are we doing? Awesome. Let's keep the party going. Uh-oh. That was the thought that went through the mind of fifth grade Andrew as he went careening down a snowy, icy hill in northern Colorado on a very icy morning. He was going down on the sled way faster than he could handle. You see, I'd gotten up that morning. I was on an ice fishing trip with, with my family and several families. I, I didn't go ice fishing once, um, but me and my friends, we went sledding. And for some reason, I felt like I could take this ramp on this wintry, icy morning. And as a fifth grader, I must have been going 100 miles an hour as I went towards that ramp. And I thought to myself, what was I thinking? <laughs> but it was too late now. I was heading right for that ramp. I hit this ramp, this makeshift ramp that some big kids, they must have been sixth or seventh grade, had made earlier that morning. I hit this ramp, again, at 100 miles an hour, mind you. And as I'm in the air, I feel this mixture of sheer terror with a twinge of excitement. And what happened next was probably my greatest, we'll call it athletic, achievement. I landed from that jump. Thank you. But there was a problem. I felt this pain in my wrist. It hurt. It really hurt. Again, I stuck the jump. I was pretty proud, but it hurt. And as I got off my sled and, and, and continued through my morning, it kept hurting and kept hurting. And eventually, I ended up in the doctor's office, I believe the next day, and come to find out I had broken a bone in my wrist, the, the radius, I believe is the name, and I had to get a cast on eight to 10 weeks, something like that. Super cool, blue cast. Pretty exciting as a fifth grader. But there was pain. It hurt. An event happened. There was pain. And I needed help in the healing process. This morning, we are going to talk about a really heavy topic. We're going to talk about trauma, where there's an event or several events, ongoing events for years maybe. There's an event, significant pain happens, and we need help through the healing process. And before we go any further, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge the fact that this is heavy. When I say the word trauma, some of you are thinking about some extremely hard things that you've been through in your life, whether this week or decades ago. So I want to acknowledge that fact, and I want you to know before we go any further that at the end of the service, remember, we have a prayer team that's here for you, to pray for you, to be there for you. We're here for you because this is a heavy, sensitive, huge topic. 
So with that, I want to throw up on the screen here a, a definition of trauma to kind of help us out. So trauma results from exposure to an incident or series of events that are emotionally disturbing or life-threatening with lasting adverse effects on the individual's function, fun functioning and mental, physical, social, emotional, emotional and or spiritual well-being. It's from the Trauma-Informed Care Implementation Resource Center. There's an event that happened. Significant pain took place. And we need help in that healing process. Maybe for you, it was a messy divorce. It was awful. And you still feel the pains of that significant, overwhelming pain. Maybe for you, you grew up and you were bullied as a kid. And it hurt, just physically, but internally, those wounds, they cut deep. Maybe for you, you lost a spouse, and it's devastating. Whether it was a week ago or 20 years, 30 years ago, it was devastating, and it cuts deep. And in the midst of our trauma, the question is, what do we do with it? You think back to my sledding experience, and can you imagine if with that broken radius, my broken arm or wrist, that if I went to the doctor's office and said, this really hurts, doctor. And the doctor said, hold on, I got just a thing for you. And he pulls out a Band-Aid and puts it on. You're good to go, Andrew. That's absurd. For some of us who have gone through that trauma, you did everything you could at that time. You're a trauma survivor. And at the moment, all you had was Band-Aids. And now, as you maybe can look back on it, maybe now it's time to put a cast on that wound, on that hurt. Maybe it's time to add in more support and more help. So again, what do I do with my trauma? And here's what's at stake if we keep putting Band-Aids on. We know that when trauma, when significant hurt and pain happens in our lives, whether it's a week ago or 50 years ago, when we continue to stay in the Band-Aids, the Band-Aid approach, and we push it down, it comes out in different ways. How we talk to our spouse and kids it's that anger that boils up out of you. What we do for coping, that substance that we go to, or, or that social media that we just scroll and scroll anything to numb the pain. There's so much at stake when we just keep on approaching our trauma with those band-aids. And what's at stake is how you function as a spouse, as a parent, as a friend, and ultimately, and most importantly, just as a follower of Jesus on this earth. So again, the question we will ask ourselves this morning is what 
do I do with my trauma? Well, we are going to look at three different passages this morning. We go to God's word first, don't we? God's word for the answers, for the help. And we're going to do that this morning as we ask ourselves, what do I do with my trauma? So we're going to start in Matthew chapter 11. It'll be Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. And of course, it's on the screens. So you can pull it up on your phone or on your Bibles. What do I do with my trauma? And if you get nothing out of this time this morning, aside from the fact that I'm really good at sledding, if you get nothing else out of this time this morning, know this. This is our big overarching point this morning. God is with you in your pain. God is with you in your pain. The point this morning is not to give you seven self-help steps for a better you. The point is we start, we begin, and in the middle, and in the end, it's all about Jesus. It's all about him, and he is with you in your pain. So, if you are ready, if you are ready to dive in with me as we continue our time together, would you say, I'm ready? All right, how about we pray as we continue our time? Uh, Lord God, we love you. You are holy. You're amazing. Lord, what a great morning it's been already. Jeez, we've gotten to worship you with our, with our lips, God, singing to you. We've gotten to see three baptisms take place. Wow. And now we get to open up your word. We get to come to you, continue to come to you. And we just pray, God, that you speak you move, you have your way in us. Lord, I, I have no doubt that this has already stirred up things in our hearts, in our minds. And Lord, I pray that you just be sitting, sitting right next to each person in this room and online, sitting right next to them. Hold their hand. Remind them you are with them. I thank you so much for that, God. So we come to you acknowledging that there's so much in our hearts and minds that is too big for us. I thank you, God, that we serve such a big God. We give this time to you. It's in Jesus' name I pray this. Amen. What do I do with my trauma? Point number one, go to Jesus with your hurts. Go to Jesus with my hurts. So again, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Let's look at this together. Jesus says this, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Anybody weary and burdened this morning? And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. What do I do with my, my trauma? Go to Jesus with my hurts. Look at this incredible passage. Come to me. Jesus is inviting us. Come to me. He's talking to people who aren't living. They're having a struggle in life too. 
in Israel. It's not easy. It's tough in the first century. And he's telling these people who are weary and heavy laden, come to me, give you rest. Isn't that cool that the God of the universe invites you to come to him? And we see this all throughout Scripture, Old and New Testament, God inviting us to come to him. This is where we start. Last week, I was in my living room, and I was sitting on the ground as my 10-month-old was toddling about and crawling around, and I turned on some football highlights of my favorite sports team who won last week. Um, And as I'm watching, I'm expecting my, my sweet baby boy to just keep doing his thing and playing with his blocks, and next thing I know, he sits right down next to me. My papa's heart melted with joy. Not only did he sit by me, he was engaged. He was watching and laughing and smiling. And so I proceeded to teach him about football. And we talked about it. And I told him what a touchdown was and an interception and all that great stuff. And he's smiling and laughing. He didn't know anything that was going on. But it melted my heart. Sometimes I think coming to God is, is like that. We really sometimes just don't know at all what's going on, do we? We don't see the whole picture. We don't understand it. But the point is that we're there with him, with the one who knows what's going on, who sees it all, who gets it. And he has so much joy when you come to him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. And I love that he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Let's check out this picture of this yoke here. Now, Jesus isn't saying, hey, take this actual yoke and put it on you. So these oxen, first century Israel, Jesus, the master storyteller, the master teacher, is pointing at something that they're very familiar with. And he says, hey, take that on. It's easy and light. It represents relationship with me and following me, journey with me. Come to me and let's go together. I am gentle. I am lowly in heart. This is exactly who we need when we are going through the hardest of times, isn't it? He's gentle. He's lowly. He'll guide us. What do I do with my trauma? I go to Jesus with my hurts. What else do I do with my trauma? I embrace his grace. I embrace his grace. Look with me in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. I embrace his grace. So Paul is writing this, and we, we're coming right in the middle of him sharing this story of just being so blessed by God and what he's seen. And then he goes into this. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I plead with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. And so, 
What do I do with my trauma? I embrace his grace. So if we look at the next slide, on the next slide it says something about my grace is sufficient for you. I always thought that word sufficient was almost like maybe stingy. Like it was just, yeah, just eh, give you some. I don't know why, but I just, I thought that. This word that was sufficient is so deep. His grace is more than enough for you and what you need. His grace is like this north star in the midst of being stranded at sea. Because gosh, I can really feel like what going through hard times is like, right? You're stranded in the middle of the ocean. You're on the ship. You're disoriented. You're confused. You don't know what's going on. You feel without hope. And God is that guiding north star. His grace is guiding us on the journey. He's telling Paul, you've got everything you need. You've got my grace. And we see in this passage that God is basically saying, hey, I can show off in your weakness. Sometimes that feels the opposite, right? There's sometimes that pressure. If you're a follower of Jesus, I got to have it all together. I got I to gotta show off my, my best self. I got to be okay. And yet, we see here in Scripture that God shows off in our weakness. The point of your biggest struggle, your biggest problem, your biggest issue might be the very thing that God wants to use to shine his light through you. What do I do with my trauma? I embrace his grace. What else do I do with my trauma? Point number three, comfort others. Comfort others. We see this in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, comforting others. Which, by the way, before we read this, I, okay, I just love how cold it is outside right now, right? You, has anyone you just like, you got like a blanket, right? And you just kind of wrap yourself up in it. And it's like, I just, when I think about comfort, I just think about that, right? I just, I love that. So praise God for our weather, number one. Praise God, too. You know, when you, next time you put on a, a blanket, maybe later, you know, tomorrow morning or something when it's freezing outside, you just think about God's comfort. It just feels so good. So 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 3 through 4, let's talk about this comfort. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion, the God of some comfort. No, all comfort who comforts us in some of our, no, all of our troubles. So that, in order that, for the purpose of, we can comfort those in some trouble, any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. What I do with my trauma, I comfort others. Sometimes there's this lie we can buy that in order for me to comfort somebody, first of all, I have to have it all together myself. But second of all, I have to go through exactly what that person went through in order to comfort them. But look at this. Look at the second part. So that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. The point isn't necessarily that you went through exactly what that person went through. The point is that you share that commonality of God's comfort. He is the father of compassion, the God 
of comfort. Now, when you and I, we go through those hard times and those struggles, we talked earlier, it's like being stranded at sea. It's also like being stranded in, in the midst of a desert. Not, not like this wonderful, beautiful desert, but in, in the middle of an abandoned, you know, there's no one else kind of desert, dry land. You're thirsty, you're parched. And when you experience God's grace and his comfort, it's like coming up to a well in the midst of the desert and getting to drink deeply from it. It's refreshing. It's restorative. And when we comfort others, it's like giving them a drink of that cold water from that well. God's given you comfort, and now you get to extend it to other people. And for some of us that have gone through this trauma in your life, this might be too soon. It's not time for point number three, right? We're still trying to make spend time with Jesus and let his grace wash over us. But at some point along the way, something happens where you to have an impact in the lives of others because of the comfort that you have received. What do I do with my trauma? I comfort others. I want to share something with you, and I, I'm going to actually pull up a chair for this part. because I want to sit with you. Because I've been there too. I received a phone call a couple years ago. And it was one of those phone calls that you never want to get. Where the news was devastating. Anyone ever gotten that kind of phone call? Yeah. And I remember I, I got the call as I was, I was outside, and when I got off the call, I walked inside and, and walked up to my wife, Shay, to share the news with her. And I remember I couldn't even get the words out. I remember falling to the ground, weeping. I've never wept like that. And crying out. It was like this bomb had gone off. And it was devastating and disorienting. Many of you know what that's like. And once the dust settled, sitting in the rubble and the wreckage after that bomb went off, and I got to assess the damage I had a choice to make. I could continue to sit in the rubble or I could rebuild. What did that look like for me? For me, it looked like joining a, this, this support group very, that was very similar in, in some ways to Regen, talking about your hurts, habits, and hangups. And I, and I had hurts and I got to be in a group with these people and, and, and get, to get to share with them in a safe environment and, and it was so helpful. For me, it also looked like going to counseling. 
and talking through some of these really hard things as I assessed the damage of that bomb going off. And as time went on, as I experienced God's comfort, slowly but surely, I got to share comfort with others. I got to draw from that well and provide the same comfort that I had received from God. How might God want to use what you've been through? How might he want to rebuild? How might he want to use you to comfort others? So what do I do with my trauma? I come to Jesus. I embrace his grace. And I comfort others. Now, as we're coming to a close, just a few things of what do I do with this, right? What do I do with this heaviness? Well, okay, there's a, there's a few things that I want us to hold on to, a few handholds to help make sense of that. Point number one is, of, of just that next step is this. If you don't know Jesus, we want to encourage you to know the one that took on the ultimate trauma, that took on the cross, that bore your sins and mine. The one that said, come to me and I will give you rest. You say, nobody gets what I've been through. He does. He knows you so well. If you don't know this Jesus, we implore you, don't leave this building today without saying, I want to follow this Jesus. In a few moments, our prayer team's going to be up there. I want to encourage you, go up and let them know. Go up and talk to them. We'd love to pray with you. Make today the day where I come to Jesus. Now, for those of us that know Jesus, and, and again, those who, who don't, the second thing is share with somebody. Maybe this stirred up things that you need to share with your spouse or share with your group or share with a counselor. And we want to just take a moment to say some of the things you've been through are so heavy and complex, like this tangled knot, and you need some help untangling it. That's where counseling comes into play or, or finding a trauma-informed therapist. Because again, this is really heavy what you've been through. So share with somebody. Third thing, comfort somebody today. Who do you know in your life, in your group, on your street, who you know needs some comfort? I want to encourage you just one little thing one little thing, before you leave the church parking lot, shoot them a text, give them a phone call, start with that, challenge you to do that, send that text before you go and just go from there, see what happens next. And most of all, we always want to let you know we are here for you. We are here for you. And this time I'm going to ask our prayer team to, to go on up. And so please, if this stirred up things, come talk to our prayer team. Come talk to one of us. We're here for you. And so what do I do with my trauma? Again, I come to Jesus. I embrace his grace. And I comfort others. Whether it be a broken bone, 
or something so, so, so much worse. May you remember that God is with you in your pain. We are so thankful you're here today. Again, that reminder, the prayer team's here. There's prayer cards in front of you. If there's anything that you want us to pray over for you, again, our staff prays over this every week. Your prayer cards you write down. We've been getting a ton of prayer cards. Keep them coming. We love praying for you. If you are new here, we are so glad you are here. There's a Connect card in the seat back in front of you. Fill that out because we want to stay in contact with you. We want you to know we're here for you on your journey from wherever God wants you to, from wherever you are to where God wants you to be. So with that, church family, how are we doing? We doing all right? Thumbs up. Yeah, we're doing good. All right. I know this is some heavy stuff. Hey, we love you guys. Was this a good morning? Three baptisms, worship. Very heavy topic. Again, we're here for you as you process this. So would you pray with me as I pray out loud? Would you pray in your heart? Lord God, we know we covered some really big things today. And Lord, I thank you that you're here. Lord, I thank you that you're with each one of my friends. So be with them as they go out of this place. And again, God, whether it be a broken bone from sledding or something way, 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 way harder, way worse, you are there with us in our pain. So be with each and one of my friends here. Give them a big, giant hug. You love them. We love them. You love them even more. And we give to you the rest of this day. Thank you, thank you, Jesus, for you. I praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, church family, have a great rest of your day. We love you guys.